Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is Pastor Lionel Gant uh, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, and we're coming to you today with the whole truth and nothing but the truth broadcast. Uh, as we're going out of uh, 2021, we're coming into the year, the new year of 2022. I have I have my guest on the line, and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about what we project. Uh, uh, the year of 2022 is going to be. Uh, so uh, so we're coming to you live right now. Uh, hold on just a second. Let me see if I can bring this call in. Okay. All right. So first of all, um, I'm going to ask uh, I'm going to ask us uh, to uh, introduce ourselves on the line, and then we're going to go into a word of prayer, and uh, and then uh, I'll, I'll let you all introduce yourself and talk about your ministry and what you're doing, and uh, and then we're going to go right into the subject. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you right now in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you for this day, dear Heavenly Father. We thank you for a new year. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for all the things that we went through in 2021. We thank you for the victories, Lord. Father God, we even thank you for our defeats, Lord, because in them, Lord, we learned more about you. Father God, we're asking right now that you break every yoke that you touch every heart, touch every mind, touch every spirit that's listening to this broadcast right now. And, Father God, our goal is that we change the hearts and minds of men. Father God, we give you all the honor. Father God, we give you all the glory. Father God, we give you all the praise. In the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And thank God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. And once again, we're coming at you with nothing but the whole truth. Um, uh, I, I want to try to make sure that we got all of our uh, callers on the line right now. Uh, 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 13 Disciple, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Okay. Um, uh, Denicia, are you still on the line? Yes, I am. Okay. And then uh, Melvita, you're still there, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Is your guest on the line? Yes, sir. Okay. Were you able to Were you able to merge in your guest? No. Okay. Okay. All right. Well. 
this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast, and uh, and uh, I it, it, I think they're calling back right now, so I'm going to see if I can merge them in, but I don't think I'll be able to merge them in. Hold on just a second. Okay. Okay, do we have everyone on the line right now? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. So, so, uh, Greg, I don't know. You might have to. You might have to leave. Uh, leave the line. So I wanted you to, to, uh, to come in first and tell about your ministry. Tell about you know what you're doing, and. Uh, and what you project for, for you know, 2022? Well, I definitely, um, I want to give my projection first. I, I, I really feel like uh, 2022 holds everything for kingdom-minded people because of what we went through in 2021. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, and that's just, that's just what I believe. I feel like if you if you didn't learn a lesson, then maybe it's just not your turn. It it doesn't mean that you know you didn't get it or you know something like that. It's just maybe it's not your turn. But I believe this this is a time for the the chosen, the the elect, the called, whatever you want to call it, to really stand in position and do what is necessary. I don't believe it's time for anyone to be asking for this or for that. I believe it's time for the givers to show what true kingdom building is because it's time out for playing not to say that you were playing or i were playing i was playing but just to say that it's time out for playing it's now time for the true kingdom builders to stand for what they really believe in and there's no better time than right now when the world is in the uproar okay greg so so you believe so you believe that that was a that that was a a shifting like a separating the wheat from the tariff because because the people that wasn't real in this thing, they got exposed. And and mm-hmm. Melvita, we were talking about that earlier. I mean, y'all can jump in where y'all where y'all want to jump in at. So 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 everybody noticed that that was a shifting. Am I correct? Melvita, coming here. Greg, you want to come in? I I definitely believe that it was, and and that's just where I stand on it. You know because. It, it, it's not a, a fact of, you know, how someone feels. It's a fact of actually what happened and what are we going to do about it. So it's like it's the next step now. It's not about what happened. It's what are we going to do about it. Where where do we stand now, you know, and that's just how I feel. Okay. All you right. Know? And as far as my, uh, my ministry, um, I – I don't know how to really say it. I'm a disciple. That's that's how I put it. Uh, I'm I'm still a student, you know. But my mission and my goal is to do like my teacher, my my father uh, showed, and that is to go out to the edges of the highways to actually show what the kingdom is, not to just talk about it. So uh, what we're doing now, uh, we're we're dropping a show called Kingdom Building ATL. And we're bringing on uh, 
all kind of singers, rappers, entrepreneurs, uh, influential people uh, of the kingdom culture. And it's a basically a, a television show. Uh, we're going to be dropping it on YouTube and another, a lot of other places, but um, we're just exposing the kingdom for what it is. We're exposing our culture, and that's the reason why I'm doing it. I don't believe they understand what our culture is. They try to tie us into, you know, one big ball when they say culture. Well, right. we, we have our own culture, and I know we don't have a real big platform to really expose, you know, some of the younger stuff, you know, the younger Christian stuff that we got going on. So what we did was put all of that together into one so we can get every aspect, the five-fold ministry from the young to the old on one platform and push it and expose it like never before. So we're just trying to give a, a, a real, not just a niche, but a real platform uh, for kingdom-building-minded uh, people, our culture, you know. And that's what we're doing now. But, you know, my ministry is that, kingdom-building. I'm a kingdom-builder. Amen. And see, our pulpits have changed. You know, and I explained to the, I explained to the other ministers, uh, which you know, I'm in the Cobb County Ministers Alliance. That's about 130 some churches, and then I'm in the uh, Baptist Minister Alliance, and that's about 368 churches. And I told them that look, our pulpits have changed. You know how we did church, you know, 10 years ago is not how God is moving today. We, you know, through, you know, the online ministries to the online campaigns and all, all the things that are going on now, our pulpits are definitely changing. And uh, us being in the outreach ministry, we have to utilize every asset to reach the masses. Uh, Melvita, I wanted you to come in, and uh, and then I wanted you to introduce uh, the people that you have on the line. Hello, my name is Melina Clark, and I have the Secure Clark Foundation and a movement called When Girlfriends Gather. Um, I'm boots on the ground, and um, like I said, I totally agree with Mr. Um, Greg from 13th Disciples. We've talked to them for so long. Now it's time to show them, you know, Amen. and I believe that in this shifting, God had to pull out the true warriors. You know, a lot of people, they ducked, tucked, and ran, but then the warriors stood up, and we were still out there in the streets educating, empowering, uplifting, and helping our brothers and sisters in need. So that's what I'm looking forward to, no longer talking to them, but bringing forth our younger generation, educating them on the cultures and helping change their mindset because that's what is needed and addressing this internal trauma that nobody wants to address because that's what's plaguing us because nobody wants to address the mental health aspect of it. You know, we've all okay. been something. Can I jump yeah. in here right quick? You yes, know, sir. Because, because that's what Jesus. That's what that's what Jesus. You know. You know, pushed upon me that you know we had to come out of our we had to come out of our four walls that we had yes. to take it that we had to take it to them that we had to met we had to to uh, to. To, to 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 fix our ministry just like how Jesus did his ministry. And when Jesus met with the people, he met with them in the marketplace. He met with them beside the beside the seat. He met with them and you know, and out there where they were. And right now where the majority of our people are, they are 
on they where they congregate at they congregate online and so we had to go where the people are and like 13 disciples said you know we have to go out we have to take it out there to them and we we've been working together for a long time and we've been doing that for a long time we take it to the people we take it right to them okay so go ahead and and uh introduce the people you have on the line so they could come in and uh and demetria we're getting ready to come to you because we're going to talk about you know this uh you know medical murder and what's going on with our with this COVID virus in a few minutes go ahead uh melvita okay i'm uh my partner um shante from c louise Hi, my name is Shantae McLaughlin. Um, I actually ran for city council in East Point this last term. And in 2022, I plan on spending my efforts. Um, actually, I'm going to register as a lobbyist, and I plan on spending my efforts lobbying around um, compensation for mass incarceration because Georgia is Ooh. one of the states right now where you can be wrongfully convicted, and when you're released from prison, you're released with nothing. And they don't do um, compensation for wrongful conviction. So I'm going to lobby around changing that legislation. I'm a mental health, human rights, mass incarceration, and homeless rights advocate. And what that looks like is I live with bipolar too, and I was wrongfully incarcerated myself. And I delivered triplets while incarcerated. And at the end of two years in jail, not prison, they said I had one child. So I launched a change.org petition, um, and I've been just advocating around people looking at these jails for human trafficking and what actually takes place inside of the jails and the prisons. Mm. So Amen. that is who and I am and what I'm up to. Major part of our, that's a major part of our effort, you know, with the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. You know, they were, they looked at me funny when I said that we're going to not only fight the violence and the, you know, in the efforts of Dr. Martin Luther King, but we're also going to fight against this incarceration, the mass incarceration of our people. I really thank you for that. That's that's a that's a big problem that we have. Okay. Yeah. You have someone on the line with you. Um, I don't know if he was able to get in, but Mr. Jimmy Hill, who lost two children, one at the two teenage boys, one at the hands of the streets in gun violence and one at the hands of the police in gun violence. And he's been on a crusade for Fannie Willis to look into his um, second son being murdered by the police officer. So that is who okay. Mr. Jimmy Hill is. Okay. Well, I, I don't think he's on the line uh, with us right now. Okay. okay. So, so I'm going to go to, I'm going to let uh, Ms. Denicia come in and introduce herself and, Tell us a little bit about what she's going through, and then we're going to go ahead and get into the conversation of of uh, what we think that uh, we're going to be facing in uh, 2020. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Denisha Watson, and I'm listening to everyone. My heart goes out to each and every one of us. We've experienced uh, our own losses, and it's difficult trying to fight against the evils that seem to be prevailing so quickly, uh, especially within our communities. So I want to take a second and talk about 
preservation, preserving ourselves so that we can fight, preserving the youth as they come up. And if we do not have our health, we have nothing. Uh, When I talk about medical murder, I'm talking about doctors purposely ignoring the issues that we have from mental health to physical health issues, heart attacks, strokes. We know that there are certain um, diseases and comorbidities and issues that overwhelmingly affect the black community more so than any other community. Um, If you go to the cdc.gov, there are statistics uh, for heart attacks and strokes um, per group of people. Uh, for black people, it's exceptionally high. It's 20, 21.6% of us are dying every day uh, from heart attacks and strokes, especially in the South. Um, and what I wanted to say is that we need to get on top of taking our vitamins and minerals. Magnesium and vitamin D are the most uh, common deficiencies, and this is a worldwide epidemic. It, it's not just here and there. It's a worldwide epidemic that takes place. It causes us to have mental health illnesses. Uh, Vitamin D deficiencies are linked to all forms of mental illness. We're talking about schizophrenia, depression, on down the line. Um, And I'm mentioning that to say this. We may want change and we may want to fight, but if we are not in our best physical place, it's going to be very difficult to do that. The Bible says that we should be uh, proactive and guard our mental health with everything. And in order to do that, I think teaching the youth as well as uh, those who are fighting and advocating for us to be able to live and um, not be hunted down and killed like dogs, we're going to have to have our mental health um, at top notch. And that means taking our vitamins and minerals. Um, The COVID pandemic really quickly. Um, the second round with these variants. I firmly have always stated that this was a man-made virus um, used mm-hmm. as a weapon of war in an act of global terrorism with eugenic properties and political undertones. If you don't mm-hmm. have your, I'm sorry. No, I'm just agreeing with you. Yes, it is. Yes. If you don't have your immune system built up, if you don't have the correct amount of magnesium, vitamin D, uh, selenium, Uh, we're going to continue to get sick and we're going to suffer not only physically but uh, mental health problems as well. So um, if you utilize PubMed.gov, you can look up anything that's there, any problem or issue that you have, and it's going to be disheartening because you're going to find that the doctors do not want to help us even if you ask them for vitamins and minerals. They will not give them to you. So I'm praying for everyone, and I'm going to give the mic back to you, uh, Pastor Dent. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I wanted to ask the panel, you know, how many of you all think that, that you know, this, this gun violence, I, I think we had about uh, close to over 200, uh, 200 deaths by uh, violence, by gun violence or, or, or violence-related in, uh, in Georgia. Um how many of you all think that this that this this thing is targeting you know black America? I mean, it's you know I know that their 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 mission was to wipe out nine percent of the world's population, but how many of you think that this was uh, targeted toward 
us as a people. This is Shantae McLaughlin. I actually um, I founded the Atlanta Metro branch of WILF, which is the Women's International League of Peace and Freedom, and it's a predominantly white organization. So inside of the organization, we launched the Black Liberation Caucus, where we take okay. on different things happening with minority communities. And one of the things that we've been looking at is environmental toxins, um, because no one's addressing how they're disposing of these um, testing kits, of the virus itself. You know, if they put it in a landfill, most of the landfills are in brown and black communities. So if they're not killing us with this man-made, I believe it's man-made as well, with this man-made virus, then they're killing us by polluting our earth and our water and what we take in every day, our air, like it's an airborne disease and so it's or airborne virus so it's like they're <laughs> if they can't get us in one way it's it's coming through our water and our um our land so that is my thought on it okay well well that was my that was you know i did 21 years in the military and uh and my my secondary MOS was nuclear, biological, and chemical warfare. I was a military policeman, but I was a top instructor for two years in a row teaching nuclear, chemical, and biological warfare. And as soon as they came out with this so-called COVID virus, I already knew that it was already patented, that it was already created, but, you know, they made it more deadlier and, uh and and how it's being how it's being you know disseminated was was my problem you know it's not a virus it's not it doesn't have the it doesn't have the you know identification like a or the or the you know the 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 thing that you see a virus do it doesn't have it so it's very easy for them to 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 push this out here and one of the things I asked one of the questions I asked was Okay, well, if this is a coronavirus, if this is a virus, how is it being spread? How how are you getting how are you getting it? Is it like is it airborne? Because if it's airborne, it would be killed very easily, you know, in the in the sunlight, or it would be killed. It wouldn't last very long in the winter, you know. But if they but if they put this thing, if they really wanted it to spread among certain people. If they put this thing on on like let's say a twenty dollar bill, you know it could come it could it could wipe out masses of people because right now they haven't even determined how this is being spread to you know to from person to person and that little mask that you have on uh, the little <laughs> the little mask that we wear every day that's nothing because you know we as soldiers when we're faced with a biological attack. We go into full mop gear. I mean, we put on the the NBC suit. We put on the mask. We put the gloves on. We put the shoes, the 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 NBC shoes on. We completely cover ourselves to protect us from that biological agent. So, <laughs> so it's funny to me that you know that that you know that they even launching something like this to play with the minds of the people. When you when they know this is being deliberately spread by other means, okay. Anybody else want to come in there? Anybody got anything else they want to say? I, Denisha Watson. Uh, 
the thing that happened here in Michigan, I'm in Detroit, Michigan, uh, and it was very apparent to me, and I'm not trying to be what they call that conspiratorial. The only mm-hmm. way that I could have figured that this virus could have spread so quick and in urban cities is through the government cell phones that they were given to the people. They're called Obama phones. And <laughs> that's, no, seriously, you guys, on every corner all day, a short wireless, they're giving out free phones. So let me get this straight. Our government will give us free phones with minute and internet when the local schools and households in most of the major metropolitan cities do not have access to regular internet, nor do they have access to computers like they need. You'll give us free minutes, but we don't have water to wash our bodies with. Nanotechnology is real, and people don't realize that it only takes a drop of a virus. That's the only way I can think that it ever had uh, took place and spread so quickly. These people have insurance on us. For every black person that's killed, that's killed or murdered, a stock goes up. There is money to be made off the death of people. When you think about overall, when I talk about medical murder, over 600,000 plus hysterectomies in the United States performed, over 97% of them are unnecessary. What are they doing with the wounds? They're distributing them among the the schools and among the hospitals for the students to practice with. They're using them, transplanting our wombs, do you all hear me, into the wombs of other people who may or may not be able to have babies. And no, they're not black people, they're white people. We're talking about the bone company. The bone company, which procures all the dead bodies that took place during the COVID pandemic, and taking bone matter out of the clavicle bone. They're making this. Oh, my goodness. The induction of pregnancies uh, or uh, inducing labor and collection of the amniotic fluid. Uh, These doctors are now trying to push giving off amniotic fluid injections. They cost $2,500 a shot instead of the normal Hmm. pain management. How are you getting the fluid? You're getting the fluid by obviously either hosting and inducing labors of women at a specific time. You can't get it any other way. So these are the things that's happening. Just know that it is a purpose for us dying. The guns and the violence that's taking place in the neighborhoods, that's for a reason. It's no reason that it couldn't have been stopped a long time ago. They want us to die. They want to eradicate us. And you don't keep promoting or uh, hypersexualizing people to continue to produce babies, and you don't have a thought or a process of making money off them. 26,000 abortions 2020 in the state of Michigan alone. Do you know how much money that generates for, for stem cells, how much it generates for the procurement of those babies that have been butchered and murdered to go yeah. into hospitals and clinics for them to be practiced on? Yeah, hundred. I, well, I, I led the fight in that. I led the fight in that some seven years ago uh, when we, when we, uh, you know, launched the launched the fight about the abortion clinics and about the stem cells and all that stuff. And it, and and nobody nobody listened to us at that time. They were like, you know, you know, is this another conspiracy theory? No. Uh, now everybody know that that we were on point and that we were, you know, doing exactly what needed to be done. Okay, 
13 Disciples, you were talking about the, 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 the program that y'all have coming up. And, and hearing the young lady talking about, you know, the mass incarceration of our people, you know, I, I, I think it's the best way for us to reach them is to go out there where they are. Do you have anything to add to that? Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and that's really kind of our agenda. We kind of want to put it in front of them, what, at, you know, what they're paying attention to now, and that's the Internet. Uh, it's, it's so much, you know, negativity going on that we could talk about. I'm, man, I'm on it too. A lot of our woke ones out here. It's so much going on, so it seems like it's like, where do we start? And it's like, but as I listen to each person uh, speak about the things that God has given them to do, it's like, start where you are. Everyone is starting at, at a point that's, you know, just really personal to them, and that's what really hits home. You know, you can go out and do it passionately now and really be effective. But uh, I just say that to say uh, with what we're doing, I just feel like it's right on point because the, the passion that everyone has is, is what we need. We we can't just be on, you know, is it politically correct or is it, you know, do I have everyone backing me on it? It's got to be, is it right? Is it right to you? You you know what's going on. Are you going to be effective in that area? So, you know, I mean, well, like I said, there's just so much going on. It seems like where do we start and what you're doing, Reverend Gap, by getting everyone on the line, speaking with everyone, letting them put their truth out, you know, and what their ministry, you know, really pertains. This is where we start, you know. I'm, I'm just waiting to hear everyone else, what they got going on. Today, we drop at 3 o'clock. Uh, on YouTube, and the full show drops February 13th uh, on YouTube as well. We'll be hitting different platforms, but I just ask everyone to subscribe now. Uh, when it drops, share it on your social media pages. This is one thing that we'll have that's positive with Christian hip-hop, uh, Christian R&B, uh, Christian soul, Christian comedy, Christian influencers. This is what we need to push something positive because we, we know what's going on negative. So let's give them something positive to promote. 3 o'clock p.m. on YouTube, Kingdom Building, ATL. Amen. Well, well, I mean, you know, the scripture that, the scripture that I was coming from today with this, with this message is, is, is about the hearts of men. You know, the word of God says that out of the heart comes the issues of life. And that out of the heart a man speaketh. That that we we gotta change we gotta change the mindset in the hearts of our people because because if we don't wake up if we don't wake up we we're gonna we're they're gonna be successful in trying to wipe us out. They're literally trying to wipe us out. And and Melvita, I want to go back to you and your and your and your guests, you know, to explain how how the mental health of our people. It's playing such a great part in this thing. Melvita? Yes, sir. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, you you mean the Shante? Shante. Uh, with you and Shante, y'all talking about the mental health aspect of it. You know, our people are, are our people are walking around like they're in a daze. Like they like they just don't even know Stop. what's going on. Mhm. Yes. And and then that that's another thing that using that mental health 
um, portion against us to, to, to harm one another and take out each other. I definitely do believe that. And Shante, you can go ahead and elaborate. Yeah, we've had over 200, over 200 murders in Georgia alone. That's too much. And then we, then they, they're saying that we have, it was like 60,000 missing girls and missing women, but now it's up to 100,000. How can 100,000 people be missing and nobody is being, a, nobody's saying anything? Saying anything, yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yes. I was going to say the domestic violence rate went up as well because people are in their homes. And with COVID, the police aren't being called. And if the police are being called, they're not able to enter into the home. Or, you know, people are declining letting them enter because of the virus. And so the domestic violence rate has increased. And then when it comes to mental health, you know, even as it pertains to mass incarceration, everyone's around here going stir crazy, sitting in 2,000 square feet homes and 3,000 and 4,000 and 5,000 and 10,000 square feet homes. And they're going stir crazy about not being able to leave their house. So imagine mass incarceration when you're in a small cell and you can't leave. So I feel as if there's a shift where um, everyday society gets to experience what it's like to be on lockdown, serious, like literally. And there's a shift where we get to experience what it's like to be in constant fear of not knowing if you're going to lose your life or not just if you step outside. So there's a shift in the culture, you know, as far as other cultures being able to get what happens when black people and brown people are wrongfully incarcerated or when black people and brown people are rightfully incarcerated, just the whole mass incarceration process and the mental health piece, like the trauma that's going to happen with these youth is going to happen for the next 20 years, explaining to the, you know, I have a five-year-old explaining to him why he has to wear a mask and go to school, you know, and, and leave, and he's scared to leave the house because of the coronavirus. So, it's a conversation to be had for years to come. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. My Lord. Okay. My sister, uh, where's your guest at? Is she there to talk about this mental health part of this thing? This is Shantae McLaughlin. I'm Elvina's guest that just spoke on mental health. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, I thought that was Melvina. Um, yes, can I make a comment, please? Go ahead. If, when we're when we're talking about mental health, I want to say this: over out of a hundred people that's actually deemed by their doctors, I'm talking about primary care doctors, to suffer from mental health issues. If if it is true that they they have mental health issues. 100% of those people are suffering from vitamin and mineral deficiencies first. Then it would be lack of oxygen, environmental toxins, and poisons. Magnesium, vitamin D, vitamin C, all of these things, all of these iodine, primary in sustaining our mental health. What you have in a um, prison system is you have psychiatrists, pharmaceutical companies, that have private contracts with the prisoners and with the wardens to experiment on those prisoners that's actually in cage because that's exactly what they are. 
they full well know that to deny any prisoner uh, sunlight, to deny them interaction with one another is to make insanity. This is something that they already know. If we do not take our children, our young children right now, make sure that they get the vitamins and minerals that they need, we're going to see more instances of suicide, of violent actions. The government knows this. The CDC knows this. You all have to remember, these are the same people that gave our ancestors, um, what is it? They gave them syphilis, and they never cured them. So you got a whole bunch of people running around with latent syphilis. Yeah. You think that they're not, they did the cytomegalovirus experiment in the South. I'm a product of that. My mother had cytomegalovirus. She was not poor. So they said that they did the experiment on poor people. They did it on everyone. And as a result of that, that virus, along with HSV-1 and HSV-2, some of the most common viruses that let loose cause mental health issues, it causes our bodies to break down, our organs not to function properly. The thing is to get these lawyers, these judges, these lawmakers, and hold them responsible for the murders that they commit every day. They are murdering billions of people. A majority of them just happen to be black. So that's what okay. we got to fight for. Okay. And, and, and in that light, what do y'all think happened with these missing girls what do y'all think is up with that? Because as soon as we started, as soon as we started applying pressure to the government about dealing with this situation, all of a sudden, boom, they popped up with the COVID, with the coronavirus. I mean, as soon as, as soon as we was bringing attention to, at that time, it was sixty some thousand uh, missing girls and missing females. Okay, as soon as we started bringing that pressure, all of a sudden. Boom, they hit us with this coronavirus, and then everybody just forgot about it. What do y'all think is really going on with that? Well, as someone with two missing children, this is Shantae, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, with me having giving birth while incarcerated in jail, like they kept mm-hmm. adding on charges until I delivered while in jail, and at the end of two years they said, by the way, you hallucinated giving birth to three babies. You only had one. So what was there around me being seven months pregnant, I got arrested, and they took me to Grady Hospital. And while there, they had a floor just for the homeless. It was co-ed, males and females, and they literally had a, a form where you sign up on the form to either go to jail or be, use, be willing to be used inside of medical research. Those are the only two options you have. So when these girls are runaways, when these girls aren't runaways, when they're just out there, outside on the streets when they're being picked up for just random charges. Like there were like the jail that I was housed at is the Fulton County Women's Detention Center. And there's a class action lawsuit for over 200 cases of cruel and inhumane treatment to minority women of color. And it hasn't been talked about. And this class action lawsuit has been going on for three years now. And there's been like one article written on it, but there's women who have been in jail for like two years on $200 bonds. And what's there is they, you know, although I was off my meds and I asked questions like, why are there males being transported into an all-female facility? So <clears throat> I feel as if they're selling our babies, they're selling us as women. I feel as if they're using our parts, um, they're cloning us, they're mutating us, 
And because we're the forgotten, like, even when it comes to police brutality and Breonna Taylor is, you know, no disrespect to anyone's family, but Breonna mm-hmm. Taylor and Sandra Bland, they weren't talked about as much as some of the other people who lost their lives that were males. Like, brown and black females are more marginalized than any other community. We're like the forgotten people. So mm-hmm. everyone's not going to miss these 60,000 women. Everyone's not going to miss the 100,000 women. Because we're not we're not as prized as we once were in the sixties and the seventies when there was a rise in black pride. Um, so these days it's you know, it's not as popular to advocate for the brown and black women as it once was because usually we're we're deemed inside of all of the stereotypes as either you know, derogatory terms or uh, too independent, but we're just not revered like we once were as women. Huh. So what do y'all think the difference in in our generation than in the generation of, let's say, like Dr. King and Jose Williams, they were able to put down their differences and they were able to uh, come, you know, come together to, you know, in masses to address these things. And now we got a generation of civil rights leaders that the only time they come together, they, they are reactive. Like after the press has got on to something, they follow right behind the news. I don't follow the news. I make the news follow me. So I don't understand what's the difference between our generation and, and theirs. And, and, Greg, I'll come back to you on that. And uh, then Mel Vita, then my sister, you can come in, and uh, Denisha, you can come in after that. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm on what they own. It's it's the same thing for me. I just feel like it's reacting. It's like calling the police. You know what I mean? They they come out that situation. It's totally over. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we we've been talking for years about you know what we should have in our communities and how we can bring them together and this and the third. And it's like we've been sitting back. I mean, because I'm I'm really you know what I'm saying. I'm an eighties baby. I'm gonna just say it like that. So. I grew up in the times of looking at them saying, okay, well, this this is what we're going to do in our neighborhood and this, that, and the third. Okay, well, let's do it. But it's always, to me, been like an Easter play or something that you do at church. It's like a fun day. You know what I mean? It's like we do it, and then, you know, it falls to the wayside. And it's like we we got to stop reacting to a situation and start not picking up the pieces but putting things yeah. together like they're supposed to be. We should have our own schools. We should have our own banks. We should have our own stores. Right. I mean, we've been talking about it for years and generations and generations. So now, it's people, we've been tired now. We like, we don't even want to come to the meeting. We don't want to talk to you about what your plans are because it's like, okay, we're we're in the generation of doers. We want to do it. If you can help me do it, then help me do it. If you want to talk about it, call the police. That's what they're for. Talk about it after it's over with. But we're going to do this thing now. So, I mean, I, to hear that young lady talk about the, the, the people in the uh, on the, the floor uh, the homeless women on the floor. It's like, who wouldn't know of that unless they were there? So it's like when they were there to, to it's like who got that story and who was supposed to develop something out of that? So it's like, we've got to do something now. I, I don't want to just talk about these things anymore. I hope I'm on here with some doers. I believe that I am. So I want this thing to, to come out to something that we're going to do about this because I feel like that's where we are with our leaders. You know, they're coming on the news. They're ready to march, and it's like, okay, well, we've been marching for years. I don't want to march anymore. I want to build a structure. 
that I can see, that I can right. utilize, so that they can help me, you know, in some form or fashion. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm young, so that's how I think. That's me. <laughs> okay. Okay, Melvita. Well, for, for me, what I'm doing is, is past again, when everybody's talking about one thing and focus on another, I go a different route and build the route myself and have people following me and make sure that I'm taking care of our people. I don't follow the same route that everybody else is going and, 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 and focusing on the same thing. Sometimes you got to go in the opposite direction and have the crowd follow you. And so that's what I've been doing, addressing the issues that are left unattended, which is most importantly our health issues. Um, like the lady said, the health issues, the mental health issues, addressing those things and finding resolution and solutions. So that's what I'm doing and leading the crowd that way away from where everybody else is. Look, I mean, you know, my grandmama, you know, my grandmama, she used to line all of us up, right? And she used to line all of us up, you know, all my little cousins and all of us, right? <laughs> and then she would pull out the, what they call it, collard oil or uh, mess like that, and she have a great big old spoon and line us up, and she would, you know, feed us all that. Man, we never got sick. We'd be, we'd be hoping we got sick because of the way the way, as she was talking about, the way they cooked the food, the way they, the way they gave us the vitamins and the nutrients that we need. And these kids don't even go outside nowadays. They need the sunlight, but they are inside. They are inside playing the game on the TV. You know, my grandmama and they put us outside. Get y'all tails out there and go out there and play. You know, what are we doing to ourselves? I mean, you know, I asked what was the difference between the, the people in Dr. Kingdom day and the people that's in our day is, you know, I say our people this day, they're more reactive. They like, you know, they, they want to be there when the news is there. But other than that, they ain't out there fighting. Like like me and, me and Greg, 13 Disciples, we've been out here. We've been out here yeah. in these streets. We've been in the project. We've been mm-hmm. out there doing all right, my sister, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, I'm just, it's the same thing. It's just you developing a plan, um, and 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 you're out there into the neighborhoods before they get into the jail systems, or they're they're being booked into the jails, or you get what I'm saying. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm out there, yeah. boots on the ground, before trying to prevent them from going to that round, getting to that round. So. That's just me and what I feel, you know, paving the way before they even get and, and not helping them to not follow the crowd. And that's what a lot of our people are doing. They're going with what they see at the appropriate time, misled. But you have to be boots on the ground to intersect and, and, and dissect before they even get to that place, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All right. Uh Anybody want to jump in there? What you got to add? Because yeah. we're uh, we're we're at uh, we're past the halfway point, but we still got time. Go ahead. Okay, Pastor Dennis, Denisha Watson again. We are the most studied people in the world by every other culture. It doesn't matter where they are. Everybody already always studies blacks. We've been pre-programmed and programmed through our food, through the air, through the water to behave the way that we are. I never, I, you guys, I never thought that way in the beginning. I used to hate when I would hear a black man say, white man got his foot on my neck. But then I became conscious and I was able to see it. 
the young lady from her. I'll, I'll talk to Pastor Gant about this revelation because I, I just heard you talk, and I had a dream about you over 10 years ago. It was about 10 or 11 years ago. You have to be willing and ready to decide if you are going to give your life to fight for change, and I just want you to let, let you know that I'm with you, and I mean that 100%. Whatever it is that I have to do, to help you to bring about an awareness and uncover the dirt that happened to you and that's happening to so many other women because it's happening here in Michigan and it's happening where you are too. I am with you. Don't think that you are alone. We are too passive as a black people. That's our problem. We have the opportunity to be aware of what's going on, Pastor Gant is sharing. And my views are my own, let me say that. They are not those of the host or the radio show. Here, here it is that he's sharing this opportunity with us for us to be aware and to know what we have to do to fight for our lives. We are in a warfare. This is no going behind the doors and saying, oh, we're going to pray that things are going to change. And we, we're, we're too passive, people. We are too passive. And, and, and on that note, on that note, you know, we are, we have since, since you know you know Malcolm X said that that we didn't land on from rock from rock landed on us. They have been they, they have been engaged in warfare against us since we've been in this country. You know, we, we're talking about we're talking about coming through slavery. We're talking about now they develop. You know. Uh, I, the 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 text that I sent out to to Melvita is talking about the the Willie Lynch process, the making of a slave. How do how how are we going to keep them in captivity? How are we going to create a mindset that's going to keep them in in captivity? Okay, that's that's psychological warfare. Then when they then after that in the 1960s, after we had the civil rights movement and we were very successful with it. They came out with the projects where they build these projects everywhere. And I couldn't believe my uncle never leaving the houses that they were living in to go move into the project because it seemed like it was such a great deal, okay? But the, but the effects of the project was psychological. The, you know, they developed that from the rat project where they experimented on the rats and they put them in a place where they gave them all the food they wanted to eat, they gave them all the water they wanted to drink, but they gave it to them in a condensed living area, and it produced it produced the destruction of those rats. And they knew that if they put us inside the project, which it was a 40-year project, it lasted for actually 40 years, from 1960, 1970, 1980, 1990, then they tore them all down because it had already created the mental effect that they wanted it to do. Okay, and we're out here literally killing ourselves. All right, and then then after that came the drug war, where they where they where they didn't fight the drug war up in Buckhead. No, they fought the drug war down on Bankhead. You know where we were, and we became we became their new prophet. You know, in the in the system of mass incarceration, they got they get they getting dollars every for every bump we feel they were getting paid. So, so, so this is this is all. This had a psychological effect 